This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via other participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Forever Bristol City podcast. We're uh, actually doing this almost 24 hours after uh, the uh, game at Ashton Gate last night, which finished City nil, Swansea City one, and an unenviable, unwanted record making 12th game without a uh, 12th league game without a win. Uh, very, very disappointing uh, having a record like that. Joining me uh, this evening or today, whatever, Ian, Les, and Mark. Uh, boys, I'll come to each of you. Quick resume of the game as they normally do. I'll start with you, Ian. 30 seconds. What are your thoughts on uh, last night? I thought the first half particularly was a, a, an improvement on last season. Uh, but we're nowhere near where we need to be. Fair enough. Yep. Um, Mark, your thoughts? Um, City blitzed Swansea in the first 15 to 20 minutes, peppering their goal with shots, but they couldn't find the finish. Swansea scored against a run of run of play and gradually found their way into the game. And City faded badly at the end, but their but performances are better. Better as a unit, better out of possession. Uh, results will come if they continue to play with the same mentality. I, I agree with that. And Les, uh, your thoughts? I think you said a few moments ago, missed opportunity before we went live, but like to expand on that as you saw it. Yeah, uh, big missed opportunity against a poor side going through transition. Swansea were missing their entire, well, their centre-backs and Bennett Cabango and had a full-back or wing-backs filling in. And they're the kind of games we really need to be winning to get that pressure off our backs or off Pearson's back. So a very, very disappointing result, even if the uh, performance was better. Yeah, no, I think that's true. I mean, for my part, uh, I thought the opening 15 to 20 minutes was some of the best football that we've seen. We've knocked it around really, really well. And if that effort of um, uh, Martins goes in to make it 1-0... 
I think it ends up being a totally different game. But nasty little side with their time wasting. Uh, but clearly, you said there, Les, about they're going through transition. Well, Russell Martin's got them playing his way inside about four matches and our transition seems to be taking uh, a bit longer than that. Let's look at the uh, starting lineup. Uh, Ian, the word changes, but nothing significant. What were your thoughts on the team that uh, took the field last night? I, I would have made more changes and I would have freshened it up. Uh, particularly I'd have left, um, I'd have left Alex Scott out because I think we need to be careful with the kid. Uh, he's, he's only, well, he's 18 today. And if we're not careful, he's going to get kicked and whacked and then he's going to miss games and it will get difficult. Now, I know he has to play first-team football to be able to play first-team football, but I like the idea of dipping him in and out like Ferguson did with Ryan Giggs and Ronaldo. And they didn't turn out too bad, did they? Um, so I, 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 didn't, I didn't like that. Um, We've got a tactical problem that we need to sort out before we play Cardiff because we go if we go to Cardiff with that side, we'll get battered. Um, yeah. And the, the, the issue is the full-backs. Every side's get-out ball, and if, if you want to watch the Swansea, the Swansea game back, you'll see diagonal passes right to left, left to right, and a player stood on the touchline, winning a header and heading the ball into play, and it's not our play. And this is the problem when you've got two fullbacks. One's, I think, 5'5", five, 5'6", five, five, the other one's 5'8". So I'll go on and be height-obsessed again. I'd like to see Viner and Pring come in as uh, as wing-backs. And I'd like to see us play a third centre-back, i.e. Nathan Baker. I mean, he's tailor-made to deal with Aidan Flint, who scored two goals again today. He did, yeah. Uh, Aidan Flint and Kiefer Moore. And, and we've really uh, got to get the tactical side right. And we need, um, you know, I, I'd probably go with, with King James and Masengo in midfield. Well, let's look, let's look forward. Play, let's look. play the same two, same two yeah. up front. But we have to be, if we go to Cardiff and we don't physically compete, particularly from set pieces, we'll get mullered. Yeah. No, I, I, I would agree with that. I mean, Les, um, Masengo got the uh, vote coming in, and I thought Masengo and James were two of our better performers. They both stayed on for the full 90 minutes. But, you know, and Masengo, to me, he looked to be showing flashes of um, the form that he showed when he first joined two years ago. That looked to be a useful midfield uh, pairing, but I thought Alex Scott probably was his most least effective yesterday. How did you see that midfield shaping up? Yeah, I thought Masengo would come in for King because I went to Reading on the Tuesday and when Masengo came on, I thought he was excellent. I, the problem with King when he plays as centre midfield, he, he, he's not very agile. He hasn't got much movement. Um, and I think Masengo brings that energy and that ability to cover across the pitch. And I thought he played well yesterday. Um, Scott, I, I would have played him simply because I'm not sure what other options there are really for those wide attacking players at the moment. Uh, but no, I thought Masengo was very was very good, and I think him and James played well together, and I think they complemented each other nicely. And for large chunks of the game, they won that midfield battle. So I'd like to continue with that going forward. Uh, but no, I thought Masengo played well yesterday. Yeah, Mark, I'll come to you for well, I say the goal that proved to be uh, 
decisive despite all our good early play lots of high press it was really good and a great crowd twenty and a half thousand on a Friday night when it's on television but uh, the goal was a classy finish but it was more sloppy defending again Masengo and one other lost the ball on the halfway line but how did you see the goal Mark? The silver took a throw in so he, he was halfway inside our half throws it down the line uh, Swansea player heads it straight back and Pring and Masengo get in each other's way. Atkinson yeah. then pushes up to try and tidy up. And uh, Perel goes, what's his name? Perel. Perel. goes past him. He just goes past him. So he's behind behind Atkinson. First time I've seen him beat, beaten, on the, beaten on the ball. And then he uh, shoots for the near post and it comes out. And I think Simpson's looking to block, but the ball's shot straight back out, so nobody knows where it's coming. And he just whacks the ball back in the other back in the the other corner. So it was an excellent finish, but a very sloppy goal. And he, uh, he's got, what has he got has he got three two goals in three games? Is it? And he cost him a million quid. You know, yeah, just... he scored he scored the consolation goal the other night when he came on as a sub because <laughs> they they dropped Jamal low for him. And yeah, he's a Dutch player. I don't, I don't know his background, but I just know that he's Dutch. But um, yeah, it was a very good finish. And yeah. that was the only, the only difference was the fin, was the finishing uh, on the night because uh, you know we had fifteen shots on on goal, which five is fantastic. Target, yeah, five on target. I think they had ten and ten and four. Mm. Um, both both sides were guilty of you know missing the target when well placed. I think Jamie Patterson missed a couple. And Andreas Feynman puts the ball over the bar, unfortunately, more than he gets it on target. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that was the only difference. But it was, yeah, it was so unfortunate for a side. We hadn't made any mistakes. What I'm so impressed of, was impressed about was out of possession, how we tackled and won the ball back, especially from Masengo. The freedom that gave James to go forward, especially, I think, early on when Swansea, uh, you know, tried to play out from the back. And I think it led to two attacks. Uh, you know, the ball went straight to James. He played it to to, to play the one-two of Alex Scott and had a shot. I mean, he had three or four shots last night, James, and I think he surprised people. But yeah, nice yeah, little man. header as well that he put in. Which yeah, was I thought good, that was Chris which Martin. Which was a good cross, it, but it was it was James where he stood. Yeah, down Martin Martin played a wonderful ball around the corner for Alex Scott, and he got yeah. it to the byline. Yeah, and you know the header that was the header Scott's major James. contribution. Yeah, yeah, Ian. Ian Atkinson, um, we've got another Adam Webster in the making, but again, twice yesterday, if I recall correctly, he took the ball out of defence, looked to be on a run, doesn't get his head up. Yeah, And you talk about players being bullied. Um, could you see – well, your comments on Atkinson, and could you see, because of the physicality, um, Callas being partnered by Baker next week? So two questions there for you, uh, Ian. Uh, do I think you get bullied? No. Uh, what you've got to remember with Atkinson, he was playing for Oxford last season. So it's a step up in class for him. Now, whereas last season he could bring the ball out and go past three players, it was all a big surprise because centre-backs don't do that uh, in the third division. This season, players will just take the ball off him. Now, Atkinson doesn't get his head up early enough, but there's no one there supporting him saying, give me the ball. And if you had a player like Brian Tinian in midfield, he'd be doing just that, give me the ball. Um, and it's, I, I would, I play, I play Baker, yes, but as well as Atkinson in Callas. Um, I don't think it's an instead of, oh, I mean, you could, 
you could do that because Baker is an ideal guy um, to compete with uh, Kiefer Moore, Flint from set pieces, Pat's mm. taking long throws for them and all the rest of it. So, you know, it, as I said previously, we need that physicality and I hope Pearson can see that. Um, but uh, I, I think, no, I, 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 he made a mistake last night and everybody makes those. Uh, so I wouldn't criticise him for it. And he was probably, I would guess, up against the best team we played so far. Yeah. No, I think they probably so, were. So, yeah. You know, I'm not saying they were brilliant, but then again, neither were we. But the, mm. the, the issue for me, and no doubt we'll come on to it, is um, scoring goals. Yeah, yeah, because I know a, you've done some a, you've done some numbers on that, Ian. So we'll come to that yeah, um, when, we, when very, we've done the wrap of the game. Very worrying. I've also done some numbers on what I think we made out the game in ticket sales last night on top of season tickets, and they're yeah. quite they're quite gratifying. Positive, well. yeah. No, it is. Well, I said yeah. a moment ago, it was good to have that sort of crowd on a Friday night when people could quite easily have sat on the, in front of their TVs. Les. Um, a plus point from uh, the last two games has been uh, Cameron Pring. It was interesting listening to Nigel talking about his um, chat with him pre-season where Cameron had said he didn't seem part of it. He'd been out on loans. He's actually eight loans, four to league clubs. He's actually older than Jay De Silva. Uh, and I thought he gave that physicality on the left side. And I love some of those crosses that he was putting in, whipped balls, instead of getting it right to the byline, but curling away and on the edge of the penalty area. We didn't get anybody on the end of them, but Pring was a positive, not only of last night, but of uh, the last two games, really, wasn't he? Yeah, and he's quite direct as well. He likes to get down the wing and get the balls in. I thought his crosses were very good indeed. I think the problem that Pring has is that he's not fit enough. Uh, he went off against Reading after, what, 60-odd minutes because it was blowing and it was the same yesterday. And I think he needs to get up to speed with the rest of the squad because we looked a lot less threatening without him on the pitch. And it's mm. good that we can, we've can we got a player who can actually cross a ball because we haven't had that apart from Elias for quite some time. And I think over time he's going to end up at our, as our first-choice left-back. And I think he'll overtake the silver, who, in my opinion, is going backwards. Yeah. And I will be amazed if Pring doesn't start at left back on next Saturday. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think he'll be left back. And I think Atkinson and Baker will, will play in the middle. And it wouldn't surprise me if he put Callas at right back. So um, but- he doesn't change the system because he doesn't want to play. I went to the senior Reds lunch on uh, Thursday and somebody said, why Why don't you play three? He said, I play the system I play. I'm in favour of four four two or four two three one or 4 one, three, whatever it is. But he said, yeah. I haven't got the players to play that. So if he can stick to his four four two, as you've just said, Les, Callas, um, Baker, Atkinson and Pring, that is physical, isn't it? Yeah, and you've got... It's physical, but you've got to remember, like, when we played Blackpool yesterday and yesterday, when they go long, these teams, they're going to De Silva a lot of the time. And what they'll do is on Saturday, Kiefer Moore will just go on to the left-hand side. He'll stick himself to De Silva or Collins will do the same thing. And let's be honest, if that happens, one of our centre-backs will go across. Moore will potentially win the head anyway. And then suddenly we've got our whole defence that's completely out of shape. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So I don't see. I'll be amazed if De Silva plays on Tuesday. I don't think uh, Saturday. I don't think he played well yesterday. And I think Pring has come in and offered us something that we haven't had for a while, which is an attacking fullback. You know, neither of our fullbacks like to get over the halfway line. No. And 
I think Pring has done very well, and I hope he he maintains it. He just needs to get fitter. He needs to get fitter. Yeah, I mean, I think with Simpson, I think he's got the ability, but I just think his legs have gone. And I think De Silva, again, I I I don't know what's the matter with the bloke. He's not doing it. Mark, uh, our strikers yesterday played with uh, Andreas and uh, Martin again. I find this hard to believe, actually. Um, Nigel said at the Senior Reds lunch on Thursday that the fastest... The mystery, the mystery guest, I heard he was. The mystery guest, <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, I was persuaded to go by somebody and uh, yeah, I was thinking, who's it going to be? I told you that. Anyway, um, the fastest player on the recordings that they have during the Reading game, any one sprint, was uh, Chris Martin. I just find that incredible that he was the quickest player because... You know, he had a good game against Reading, clearly, but he missed that easy chance. He's he, he he's not the solution, is he? And the only backup we've got is Louis Britton, isn't it? In that big man role up front. I think that the 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 problem is, yeah, he's not a, a fantastic finisher. He, he's he can play the, the false role to bring the other the, the other three in, but the problem is he was marked out the game from, especially in the second half. You know, there was two or three defenders around him. You, you don't want to pull play, to play balls up to his head for flick-ons because Swansea just read it easily and his, his, his role diminished as the game went on. And there's no like-for-like, like, unless you have somebody like Louis Britton. I don't know if there's anybody else in the club who can play that role, you no. know, to take to take the hits with it with his back to goal, to, to feet, to play in players. I mean, like I said, in the first half, he had room. He had to drop deeper to play in Alex Scott. That's what he needed to do. But if you're playing balls up to his head all the time, that's a complete waste because he was he was just marked, marked out of the game. And you couldn't really see his equalising as the game went on because he was left on the pitch. The quality of the, of the, the crosses, there just wasn't any after Pring and Scott went off. Because of the rustiness of, of Semenyo, unfortunately, I think yeah. that um, Palmer would have been a much better would have been a much better choice. But there you go. But yeah, he, he, there's just he's there's I can see what he, he wants to do, but where's the plan B? You need a like perhaps a like for like change if you're still going to play that way because there's nobody with that physicality up front. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah, that's why so- he's persistent with that. He won't put play Naki Wells. Yeah, well, and we're talking physicality, obviously. There, Mark, yeah. not height. A couple of things that people have said on the uh, on the, the the I'll call it the feed that's coming through. Cookie said, "I was pretty peed off when Pring came off yesterday. Lost all sense of creativity." One of the things that I noticed at the end of the first half, and Pring was on my side in front, the uh, Lansdowne uh, lower. He was blowing a bit, yeah, and I think he was absolutely knackered when he came off, yeah, because he'd lost that effectiveness going forward. And Ian, next question for you. The substitutions, by the time we got to the end of the game, it was a bit like some of the matches we saw towards the end of last season where we lost all shape and we didn't finish strongly, did we? Would you agree with that? The second half, we, we weren't as good as we were in the first um, because we didn't take the opportunities we created in the first. Um, then uh, we were, uh, that's why we didn't win the game. Um, looking at it, you've got to remember Cameron Pring is a left back. Right? He's not a left mm. winger and it's a completely different role. So uh, if Pearson wants to stay with this, I don't know, 4 5 1, 4 4 2, put O'Dowda on the left wing in front of him if he's available because he's another one that was meant to be available 
uh, for the Middlesbrough game. And, and we haven't seen him since he got kicked against Blackpool, not even mm-hmm. on the bench. Now, Nigel Pearson says that him and Joe Williams are training. I think they're terrified of, of playing Joe Williams. Uh, because what, in case he breaks down? Y- yeah. Um, y- you know, you can... OK, you could you could put him on the bench and say, well, you know, you could do 30 minutes or, or, or whatever. But unless you're playing game time, uh, it's difficult for him. He's obviously done all the pre-season stuff, uh, but he only played 60 minutes in pre-season. So if you want to go 4-5-1 against Cardiff, and as I said, I, I wouldn't. But if you're going to go 4-5-1, then I think you'd play... play Bring in Viner as your fullbacks and say, right, you're in the side to defend, so defend. And then you can play possibly Semenyo wide right and O'Dowd and wide left. And then you can play three midfield players, one of which can be attacking. So you could put Byman in there or you could put Scott in there. In the same mm. way when we played 3-5-2, uh, we did with Patterson and, and Byman at the start of last season. And I, mm. I said I didn't really like it. Because it, it, but it, at the start of last season, you know, you've got to remember we had we had. But well, we were doing right. We were doing okay out to the about the early weeks in November, really, weren't we? It wasn't a lot going yeah, wrong, we although be, we weren't looking impressive. We have to be patient. I mean, Pring is playing his first football in the championship. Yeah, and it's a very tough division. And anybody thinks, oh, well, it's not that much difference from League One. They're, take it from me, there really is. Mm. And it's okay saying these. I mean, I think Pring's fit. He goes galloping up and down the line. But there's galloping up and down the line in League One in the under 23s. And there's galloping up and down the line yeah. uh, in the Championship. And I think if you add Pring and O'Dowda, whether O'Dowda plays centre of a three in midfield or whether he plays left wing. Well, left of left. I think. Yeah. Well, le- no, le- left wing. You could, if it's a four-five-one, that's four-five-one when you're defending, so it gives you balance, and four-three-three when you're attacking. So O'Dowd and Semenyo would join in with Martin, and if Vyman's playing in midfield, he can join in as well. Or yeah. you you go for a player that is more of a what I'll call a midfield midfield player. I mean, I'd have Masengo and James there to start with. Now it's a choice. Then do you put Andy King in? Um, do you put Voiman in there, do you put O'Dowd in there? But we, we've got to be able to dominate possession because if we defend deep and let Cardiff ping the big diagonal and pump balls in the box, we're going to get hammered. Yeah. And we just have to be realistic about where we are. But if we can have a side like that and absolutely dominate possession, win first balls, second balls and whatever else... And you've then got they won't get the opportunity. The they won't get the opportunity to put the exactly. balls into their they big were, men. Yeah, they were they were two 0 down against Peterborough, mm. and then Peterborough sat in their own penalty area for the last 10, 15 minutes. Ten cost probably, them the game. and it cost them the the, uh, the the two points because Flint scored two goals because he would just stand in the box, and we did it for years, pump the ball in, and he's really difficult to stop. Yeah. so you've got he's to make get on the end of it. Start from a lot deeper. Don't give away daft throwing opportunities, daft free kicks, uh, so that they can put the ball in the box a lot and make them go long to more and and watch the flick on. But if he yeah. if he pulls wide, he's okay. Bring in Viner. 
like most people, may struggle a bit against more out wide, but at least they can shove him about a bit to stop him getting a clean header on it. No, that's and, true. And I think, and, and I think that's that's what we need to go over there and have our tactics absolutely spot on. But that side that started against Swansea, I'm ever so sorry. You go over Wouldn't with cut that it. and you'll get we, smashed. We cut it. And we know how yeah. Cardiff are going to play. I mean, Cardiff are still playing the same way that they did under uh, Neil Warnock, reading Neil Warnock's book, uh, My Kind of Club, which is a really uh, good read to uh, anybody uh, if they're thinking of uh, looking for a good football. But Les, um, substitutions, Naki came on. He was kept, It was he was on the sideline for about six minutes. The ball just wouldn't go out of play. And then Semenyo came on. I mean, PBG has said on here, <coughs> Excuse me, Semenyo running down blind alleys and Wells added zilch. The substitutions, it was all a bit of a mess come the final whistle, wasn't it? Yeah, would you agree with that? Yeah, but we haven't got much in the way of creativity, have we? The only one who maybe could have come on is Palmer. Um, but yeah, Semenyo, look, he hasn't played for God knows how long because of his injury. And let's be honest, he's not that good anyway. He. Mm. Um, he has scored what I think I read two goals in 50 games for us and both of them came off his backside. Uh, he doesn't create a huge amount. His decision-making is atrocious. He hasn't got a footballing brain at all. Uh, and I don't think he is good enough for a side that needs reliable players who are going to perform their job in the team. And, you know, I understand why he brought him on. He can beat people, yet he doesn't try well, and beat Well, he bulldozes them. his way through, though, doesn't he? But then there's no end he didn't, product. He, didn't, he, but he, didn't, he couldn't he cross even, the ball. He can't cross the ball, can he? Well he, didn't, well, he can't cross the ball, but he didn't even try and beat people yesterday, which I couldn't mm. understand. The whole point is you you beat your man or you try and get past your man and they're against tired fullbacks or wingbacks, especially wingbacks who've been up and down the pitch for the old game. Um, and I thought he was awful, but look, he has come back from an injury. Uh, and yeah, King came on because, look, he's... He's got height, hasn't he? That's That was a final sub he made. He's good in the air. I would have probably bought Palmer on, but I think it just shows that we're missing a quality wide forward and a centre forward because Wells, you know, Wells is a fox in the box, but that's all well and good if, if you ain't got people who are going to get it in the box or people who are going to play the through balls against a defence that's sitting very, very narrow and deep. He's not going to really have the opportunity, is he? No. So no. I think it just emphasised the need for us to get into this tran- get something out of this transfer market, and ideally a wide forward or a, and yeah. a striker. Because Chris Martin, you were talking about Chris Martin earlier. I think Chris Martin's a very, very good player. I think he's had a very good season so far. Like I think Mark said, there was one stage yesterday that when we went long to him, he had four defenders on him, four or yeah. four Swansea players. They, and they kicked him out of the game as well, and he got no support from the ref. Um, mm. And I don't think he can play three games in a week either. So no. I think I think we need that wide forward, and we need someone who can just take some of the workload off him. Naki Wells, I don't think, has got a future here. Um, I don't think he suits the way Pearson wants to play. And if you said to me, get rid of Wells and get Michael Smith in from Rotherham, I'd snap your hands off. Whether it will happen, I very much doubt it because no one's going to pay the wages for Wells, are they? Well, that's the other thing. That is the other thing with Wells. And if you give him away for, say he's written in the book, Stan, he's halfway through his time here. You know, if somebody offered two million for Naki Wells, it's not a three million loss because they've written it down, but it's going to free up wages. And 
that is clearly uh, Dave, a big Dave, thing. Dave, if, so, if, so, if someone came in and said, well, we want Naki Wells, we're not going to pay you a fee, we we'll want him for a free, I'd say take him because you're going to be saving a load on wages. What's he going to be on, between 15 and 20k a week, you would have thought? Oh, well, uh, I would think easily 20, easily 20. So I'm sorry, for someone like him, he's got no resale value anyway because by the time he's got a year left in his contract, it's going to be, what, 31, 32? No, he's 31 so, now. Thirty-one now. He'll be thirty-two, so he's not going to be going for millions anyway. No, if someone comes no. in and says, "We'll take him off your hands. We don't want to pay a penny. We should say thank you very much because the wages yeah. will give us the opportunity to get someone chance else to in. Get two players, probably chance to get two players because the renegotiated terms of Baker and um, um, Vyman, you know, they could be both on twelve grand a week now. Yeah, and Naki could be costing twenty-four. Maybe that's a bit high, but no, you make a good point, um, Mark. Um, one person who didn't have a lot to do yesterday, other than pick the ball out of the net, was uh, Dan Bentley, widely tipped as one of our, well, widely tipped, thought by some to be one of our saleable assets. Um, Sheffield United have uh, got off to an awful start. They've sold their goalkeeper, I think, is it Ramsdale to uh, yeah. Arsenal? Uh, Benz didn't have anything to do. Um, do you think there's a chance he might go out through the door and, you know, does he inspire confidence at the back? Is that another reason why we're conceding silly goals, soft goals? I don't think so. I mean, he's he, he sometimes prone to errors of judgment like he showed against Bournemouth last year when he had really soft hands and let the ball squirm, squirm past him. And some of his passing out from the back's been poor, but he's a very good, very good shot stopper. Looks better in the air. He's he, what he's decided to do this season is rather than risk risk catching it, he, he tries to punch it long. If he runs into if he runs into traffic, he may, you know notice punches with both hands, doesn't he? Tries yes, he to does. Clear it as, tries to clear it as far as possible. So I don't I don't see anybody coming in for him really. I think that that's that's the, the, the he's he's good but not outstanding. Not good enough. Not good enough to 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 go to another club. I think, like you said, the only you look at some like Sheffield United, they have got money to spend if they wanted to replace Aaron, Ram, Aaron Ramsdale. But I don't think a Premier League club would, would take a risk on him. Not He wouldn't be the first choice goalkeep, goalkeeper for no, me. Right. I disagree with what Les says. The problem we got, Naki Wells, I wouldn't say he's a waste of space. The problem we got is that he's <laughs> never played in his, his, his best position, which is behind the front man. You could play we him in the middle the of... Players. We don't have the players to get the best out of Naki Wells. He is a good striker by himself. He's got wing wingers and forward attacking players who play passing football. We haven't played that for years. He was going to score signing. the goals, Les. That's the only problem. Well, well the point score is, the goals. well, the problem. What you need to do is is get a striker that fits in with Pearson's more direct play. Okay, Naki Wells is a good championship player in the right team. That right team isn't us because of the way we play. Okay, Chris Martin will get us ten goals a season. Vyman will probably get us ten goals a season. And if we can get another physical big attacking striker who can win the long balls and the knockdowns for the oncoming midfielders, we will get goals. Do you know what I mean? I don't think that's an issue. How many goals we scored this season? What, five goals in four games, is it? Or is it... You know, that's he scored, yeah, it's, Martin's got two. I think he got two in the whole of last season. Yeah. Uh, but he was injured for most of the season. You know, that's he, not... Yeah, a, he went missed, yeah. yeah, he was injured that's for, not, for third of it, know. wasn't he? That's not a bad return. And we're creating chances. We're creating opportunities. We do need a quality striker and some quality service. Like, like you know, Wales isn't waste of space he is, he, he is a good championship player but not in the way that we're playing put him in the QPR side he'll do well we haven't got the ability we haven't got the manager who's going to play that style of football so what is the point of having him 
The problem, I think, the problem is, is will we get, will we get a replay, will we get a light for light player who can play with Chris Martin, and will we be able to afford or free up the money to buy another striker? Well, who knows? Yeah. I but think should we be is- buying? Should we be buying players to go alongside somebody who is, yeah, he's doing okay, but he's a thirty-two-year-old Chris Martin whose better days are behind him, and should we be going out looking at new players, which allegedly um, we are, Ian? Um, you know, it's this five days. Is it a week left in the transfer window? Is it a week? Ten days. No, it's ten, days. ten days. Ten days. A week on Tuesday week, thirty-first of thirty-first uh, of August. Yeah, we're being linked with uh, a Brazilian uh, lad, and clearly there ain't gonna be any move. Lansdowne's not gonna put his hand in his pocket uh, unless there's outgoings. But if if you're Nigel Pearson, are you just gonna sort of sit there and? accept it for what it is because you know it's it we we need to do something in the transfer market i mean uh, uh, matt with said in one of the text comments uh, earlier on that's uh, up there you know we need a right back yeah we need a right back yeah. you know because and, I've, been, and, I've been saying that for ages we need a right back or a right wing back now if you <clears throat> decided you were going to be a lot more attacking and play wing backs sam pearson could do a job for you at right wing back yeah. But you have to decide what you want. Do you want a fullback? Because if you want a fullback, he's going to be 80-20 defensively. If you want a wingback, he's going to be 70-30 offensively. Mm. So what? decide what you want to do. And on that basis, now this thing about um, Chris Martin. Chris Martin's 32. If he's put together the quickest sprint against Reading, then we've got a problem. Yeah, if he, uh, and that's, that's straight from the player. manager's mouth. That is straight from the manager's mouth. That was the quickest yeah, one. I mean, it's maybe a, he did one, a, and that was that was it. <laughs> yeah, but it's a it's a meaningless stat unless you look at it compared to everybody else and how many he made, as you just said. No, Dan Bentley made a really good save when we were one 0 down, blocked a point blank range effort that would have put Swansea two 0 up. Mm. So he did that. I don't think he's a bad keeper. Uh, I think he's a good keeper. Now, what you've got to think is if. But every player, it is what people seem to fail to understand, and it frustrates me. Every player at our club is for sale. The only differential is the price. So if somebody comes in tomorrow and says, yeah, I'd like Dan Bentley. Here's 10 million quid. We'll take him off to the Premier League. Steve Lansdowne say, thank you very much. And there you are, Nigel. You can have 5 million of it off to strengthen your team. Now, Financially, and Martin can also play next to a big striker. He's done that before. He did it. At well, Darby. as you told me, and he's when only he, five foot. He's only how old is he? Five foot ten. He's not a big. He, he's tall. He's tall. He's not a, no, he's not. He's not like a Matt Smith tall, or no. or a you know Michael Smith. Sorry, um, or well, even Matt Smith who, who played for us. He's a monster. But the, you have to do if you're going to play. And we played a lot of long balls up to Martin and Swansea at all obviously seen what he did at Reading and thought we're not going to let him bring the ball down. So whenever he went for it, it was the same when we tried to knock the ball of Oyman. He, he, he was covered in Swansea players. They thought, well, just stop the flick on and win the second ball. Mm-hmm. So you've got to adapt your tactics for it um, a little bit. And I think if you look at Sheffield United, I think they'd be far more likely to go to a Premier League club and say, please, can we loan one of your goalkeepers? And yeah. most Premier League clubs have got at least five goalkeepers, if not more. 
and they'll go in loan their third choice. And, and the Premier League club will say, OK, here's a loan fee, or actually you can have him, just pay his wages. And they've still got four goalkeepers. So I don't see Sheffield United saying, well, we've got money, so we, we must go out and buy a goalkeeper. They'll, they'll need a good goalkeeper, but you'll, you'll be able to get Yeah, they're not having the greatest of starts easy. at the moment, are they? Are they, Sheffield no, United? They're a, down in the they, bottom. bottom. They've, had a, they've had a terrible start. <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm what I'm looking for every week is clubs that are down the bottom and are doing worse than we are. Because at the final analysis, that's what will keep us up this year, same as it did last. And you've got Forrest are having a bad time. They're talking about... What, four straight defeats? Yeah, yeah, four straight defeats. Sheffield United United have had a bad time. Blackpool are great. Millwall, Preston North End, Hull, Posh and Huddersfield. Although Huddersfield had a good win today at Sheffield United, who ain't going well. Yeah. And you say Blackpool aren't any good. They were 2-0... Blackpool were 2-0 down against Bournemouth. And come no, back Dave, to I didn't news. say yeah. Not, I, I yeah. didn't say they aren't any good. I said they're not going great guns. They're they, not going well. They're one of the teams that you would expect to be down there. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I yeah, totally I mean, we, that. we, we, when we played them, we were all over them. To be honest, and we should have put the game to bed in the first half. And then second half, this is what City do. We didn't have a shot on target, and and it's all very well saying, oh, yeah, it was a lovely touch here, and a, oh, that was nice, and all the rest of it. And we can't see games out. We, and last season, right, we scored 46 goals. Yeah. Won a game. The only problem is we let in 1.7. <laughs> now, even somebody with sort of fifth grade maths will say, well, that's not going to work, is it? And it's not. So we either need to get far better defensively or far better attacking. And this season, we got a minus one goal difference. So we're not as bad. But it's still not good. So no. can I can I can I just jump in yeah. a minute? Right. Go on, Les. Yeah. yeah. How many how many saves has Dan Bentley had to make this season? He's had, he didn't have a save to make against Blackpool. Against Reading, they scored two goals, fired, but he, other than that, he didn't have a save to make. He had one save to make yesterday, the goal he didn't have a chance with. Okay. I think we're a lot tighter, more compact. And looking a lot more solid so far this season compared to last season. Yeah, but Les, that's a that's so to say we're better this season than we were the last thirty odd games of last season is it is a really low bar. Oh, he had two to save it. Borough didn't save either of them. I'm not saying he should have done, and it was and was bad defending it. Borough, it was. So, you know, Reading we let in two. Borough we let in two. Blackpool we let in a goal in the Forest last Green we let in two. Done. Yeah, or Forest Green. Ignore that. Well, Forest, Just that. Forest, Forest Green. I only look at the league games because yeah. if you, it's like you say, oh, we won a, we we played a cup game, we won six 0 but you've been playing against some non-league side or even Rovers. So you 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 go on, uh, you look at it like that, and I don't think our priority is a goalkeeper now. But any offer that comes in for any of our players. Pearson's going to be looking to raise money. And, yeah. I mean, Alex Scott only needs one really good season. And somebody said, well, what's a good season? And I said, well, if he could get eight to ten goals and eight to ten assists, some Premier League club will gamble and give us, I don't know, 15 10, million for him 15. on the basis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, on the basis of potential. And that's what I do. But we're not, we're better. People say, oh, well, you know, we've made progress on last season. Last season... We were the worst team in the championship over the last 33 games. So saying we're better than we were then 
uh, is against yeah, okay, a low bar. Yeah, but we I think are, the general but, view, but, Ian. You know. I think I think the general view on the game yesterday is that there was a lot of positives, and the weaknesses that are there are becoming more and more evident. And we're talking about the fullbacks, yeah, because all their threats seem to be coming on those sides. And if we had a midfield with a fit Joe Williams in there, um, you know, that is going to bolster us up. Although the little minutes he has had on the pitch, he's not done anything particularly impressive. I mean, Les, you've seen all the well, games. If, in, if you look in, at it, Dave, the, the big prob the big problem is not just the fullbacks. The big problem is scoring goals. And if you of look course. at that, the 11 yeah. that started last night, there's no goals in them or there's not enough goals in them. Let's put it that way. Well, you way. did it. You did the count. I mean, let me ask Les, Les, you've seen all the games. We've all seen all the games. Do we look, we talked about being compact and everything. Do we look fitter? A lot was placed, emphasis was placed on things not being great off the pitch in terms of training and conditioning. But for you, do you think the players are more more athletic? Are we seeing any benefit from uh, Dave Rennie's uh, stuff that's going on behind the scenes? Yeah, I think we do look fitter. I think um, at Reading, we kept going to the end. Swansea, I think we ran out of steam a bit, but it's very difficult when you've got a team who passable very intricately and you're constantly trying to close down space but you've got to remember we've actually got some players back someone like Weidman I'd be very surprised if there's a better player in this league at well I say better but someone who can run and run as much as he can um, and we missed him for large chunks of last season um, but yeah I think we do look fair but the injuries are what impact injuries largely mm. um, which is hard to prevent and I think if you look at someone like Pring and Scott, you can see the difference that between their fitness and perhaps some of the more senior players who perhaps have had a stronger preseason. So, I mean, it's hard to gorge, but I think we do look fitter than we had done at the end of last season. Yeah, what do you feel on that one, Mark? Fitness, you know, is it is it is it noticeable? Are we going sort of well? We're not being able to see games out. That implies lack of fitness, but probably implies lack of nous really more than fitness. How would you how would you view the fitness as you see it? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think apart from maybe the last ten minutes against Blackpool, I think we look pretty good fitness wise. I mean, we played with an intensity. We're putting more energy in. We're making more. I think we're making more tackles. We're turning the ball over better and we're looking better as a unit. I thought the football in the first half an hour last night, we looked very fluid going forward. You know, there's a, the full-back supported the midfield, played it played it down the, down the channels, excellently getting the ball into the box and recovered well when we when we were at a position to, to defend the goal, apart from, you know, the, 20, the 20th minute when we were the victim of our own undoing. But it's just it is the problem is is scoring goals. We could we should have set the foundation for what was I think was going to be a, a good win by scoring those early goals like we did against like we did against uh, Red in the other night. That was and like we should have we done against Blackpool and Blackpool as well. So all we, games, we've, we've, if we'd have yeah. knocked it away, we could have been two 0 up inside twenty minutes. But if the you, difference between were, the Blackpool get the difference between the Blackpool game and last last night was was um, like years and in terms of intensity we plodded against Blackpool the way we passed the ball around we were much sharper in in our passing and in our forward play uh, yeah. than we were against Blackpool we got we got the midfield pivot right with James yes. and, 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 and Masengo and Masen- that was the difference yeah yeah Ian uh, one Thank of you. the talking points so I'll c- come to you 
next, Ian, on, well, a different talking point, um, unless you wanted to add something to what Mark has just said. What's, what's your talking point? Well, I, I wanted to develop this point on goals. So I've looked at the scoring records of the players that started last night. Okay, so mm-hmm. those would be Vyman, Martin, Scott, Simpson, De Silva, Callas, Atkinson, James, Masengo, Pring. Right? That's the 10 outfield players. Over a season, if they score it, if they played every single game and they scored at their current average, all right, they get you 25 goals. Yeah. That's it. Now, if, if you can, and some of them have got dreadful scoring records and aren't going to get you any goals. Well, you say Callas is one in 188, isn't it? Or something like that, yeah? No, one, Callas is one in 88. One in 88. Um, Danny Simpson is one in 321. Yeah. Uh, and, but Masengo disappoints me because he's a player of ability. And, yeah. and he's got no goals, no assists in 42 games. Now, you, you can't look at that and say, well, we don't need a striker. But you say, well, okay, then uh, we're going to bring Naki Wells in. Naki Wells is a second striker. Yeah, in, in yeah, because his record, his record over the last four years, bar and it's lifted by that one season at QPR when we signed him halfway through. Naki, over the last four years, is like a one in four, which is you know not as he's good a, as Dele was, and we signed him. Well, he's a one in three, but for example, you've got Semenyo is a one in fourteen. Mm. So Chris Martin's a one in six, and Andy Vyman's a one in four. Now, one in four sounds fine, but that gets you 12 goals a season. So yeah. if Feynman and Martin get 20 goals between them this season, yeah, we need another 26 goals from somewhere else to, to be scoring at a goal a game. Yeah. Now, you, that's not good enough. Unless no. you've got the tightest defence that, that we've ever had in our lives. Yeah. Um, then, I mean, Matty James, somebody's on here talking about Matty James set pieces. Yeah. Very good. And I take the point we've got better delivery than we've had for ages. Matty James will get one goal every 16 games. That's career. So uh, that's three a season. Yeah. Now, no, you're right. I mean, it's not, that, it's not. On top it's of not that, a sim- he'll probably get a, a dozen assists. Yeah. But that, that, and it's not as simple as that. But football's about no. scoring goals. Of course it is. And if and Dave was on we, here, we if Dave Fevers was on that. here, yeah, if Dave Feathers on here, he might be saying, oh, it's a little bit simplistic. But it's not. Just based on track record in their careers, unless somebody does a Bobby Reed who went from nothing to prolific goal scorer in that 2017-18 season, you're absolutely right, Ian. Unless something changes, we're not going to score enough goals. Let me change the subject a bit. and I'll, I'll come to, to back to you on that. I'll speak to all three of you on this. I'll go to Les first. Les... One of the things we said on the pod for the last 18 months or however long we've been uh, doing it since summer of last year is that we haven't noticed the referees in matches. You know, the matches have been, you know, we've not said about the referees. And this season on the televised matches, certainly we've been using VAR, there seems to be a better interpretation of the law. Last night's referee, somebody said, I blamed him for us losing. No, I didn't. I think it was Alan Payne said that. But last night's referee, you know, he booked, what was it, six of ours, six of theirs, four of ours. And some of his decisions were, well, it provoked the crowd. Or was it that the crowd were, 
in a vociferous mood and that's why we notice the referee more. But did you think he had a bit of a mare compared to what we've become used to? Oh, I thought he was poor. I think it was poor. I don't think he necessarily made decisions that cost us the game as such. But I he wanted to even things up. So when they got two bookings, which were bookings, he then straight away gave Danny Simpson a yellow card for nothing. It, 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 there was just nothing there. And, and I thought he lost control of his own decision-making. Um, I thought he was really poor. I don't think he gave Chris Martin enough support. I thought Chris no. Martin was kicked to shit yesterday. He was handled off the he ball was once, one day in the second half. Oh. He was just blatantly pushed. He was he was absolutely battered throughout the whole game, and he gave him no protection whatsoever. Uh, I just thought I just think he is a poor ref. He's got a reputation, Elgingham for being poor, uh, and I just thought he needs to take a step back, look at the look at what's going on, and tr- make a decision based on merit, not based on evening things up. And I thought, you know. There weren't any big major decisions for him to make. And if there were, I'd have absolutely no confidence that he would have gone and made the right decision based on yesterday. No. Mark, what were your thoughts uh, on the ref? I thought he he was pretty poor. Like like uh, Les said, I mean, he, so, I mean, it, I think um, Feynman uh, ran, you know, got the wrong side of him when he, he took on the centre-back and was put, well, six of one and a half dozen together and Feynman got booked and I think Martin got books for arguing the for arguing his case right after as well, um, I think Atkinson was a little bit unlucky on Laird, but they they were in there to to, to kick some of our players, and their theirs were deserved. I think they had four for fouls and two for time wasting. I think yeah. Jake Bidwell got booked because he was hanging onto the ball for about five minutes. It seemed every time he took a throw in, and the yeah. same with the goalkeeper Bender. He was taking ages to take to take kicks, so he got fed up and booked booked both of those. But sometimes you see some of some of these fouls, and I saw one um, for Barnsley today. It makes you it makes you yearn for uh, for sin bins. You know, when well, it was interesting. Break, I'm glad you said that one about Barnsley because I watched, I watched a bit of that. Yeah. <laughs> and good old Corley Woodrow, we thought he was crap, didn't we? Yeah, but he's not done too bad since he uh, finished with us. But maybe it's the service these uh, strikers get. But uh, there was one t- tackle that a Barnsley bloke did. I think it was, is it Styles when a QPR bloke was racing through? And he took yeah. one for the team in a way that um, Masengo should have done for the Liam Moore burst from the middle on Tuesday night, yeah? But that was, you know, he wasn't, he was never going to get, he wasn't going to get sent off for taking the bloke out on our play line. No, that's what I yearn, I yearn for is the football needs, needs sin bins to cut that, those sort of cynical fouls out because defenders know that all they're going to get is booked unless the player is in a goal scoring position if he's the last man. Uh, otherwise, you've got. To, I mean, it's it's awful. You know, it doesn't happen in. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't happen in. I, I, you know, I think rugby union is is refereed far far better. You know, foul attack. I mean, the referees are are giving fouls retrospectively, but this take one for the team. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, you can foul cynical fouls. You can get away with. You shouldn't be allowed to do that. The the the, 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 the side committing the foul should be punished appropriately and not. Yeah. Ian, Russell Martin, he's been labelled as one of these bright up-and-coming uh, bright up-and-coming uh, managers, a name that was mentioned when we got rid of Holden. Les said at the start of the podcast that Swansea are a team going through transition. Uh, 
I didn't like their time wasting and there were aspects of their play that were just narky. Do you think do you think they've made a good choice in Russell Martin? And you talk about bringing players on. I think he brought somebody from uh, MK who was either their fullback or their winger who had a very good game. But uh, what do you think of Russell Martin? Do you think he's going to do you think he'll do a good job for Swansea? I, I've no idea, but Swansea have the type, don't they? And, and their judgment over the years, and I know it's not the same people doing it, has been very good. When you look at the managers they've had and the managers we've had, there's no comparison. And that's why Swansea have done so much better than us. You know, you've got you've got to look at it. I remember going over to the Vetchfield, beating them 5-0, Bob Taylor getting that trick. Yeah. And yeah. You know, their ground was literally falling apart and they nearly went out yeah. of business. All of a sudden, they got a brand spanking new stadium. They got Loudra, Brendan Rogers, uh, Martinez as managers. Yeah, and they and they do pass the ball. They do, and they always have passed the ball and played good football. And he, you know, how well will he do? No idea, because sooner or later the parachute money runs out. They've they've had to let players like Ayu, who was reported earning sixty grand a week, go yeah. because the, the money's running out. And it's just, can I just make a quick point as well that, you know, our our money, we've never had parachute money, but our money is is tight. And I think having um, circa 250,000 from pay on the day and from the Swansea fans, possibly including VAT, uh, is, is a welcome, is a welcome boost on top of the season ticket money that the club's already got. But yeah. in the last 10 years, up into the last official set of accounts, which was 1920, the 2021 ones will get pushed into the 21-22 ones under financial fair play. We've yeah. lost $104 million in the last decade. Now, before somebody says, yeah, but we built a ground, it doesn't include any of that. No. This is just on football. Now, yeah. There's lots of people saying, sell this bloke, sell that bloke, sell the other bloke. Well, somebody's got to want them first, and they've got to be the players got to be prepared to go. And if I was Naki Wells and I'm earning 20 grand a week down the city ground, and, um, and I'm getting signing on bonuses, right? And somebody comes along and offers me 15 grand a week, I ain't going anywhere. No. Uh, and, it's, and, and people say, well, you, yeah, you, all you do is sell Naji and you do. Well, yeah, but what if nobody wants them? What do you do then? Force somebody yeah. to take them? And as, as for saying sell somebody and it just gives you wages, you've, you've got you, – unless you bring in loans, that's the only way that that works. If you bring in loans and then what you get for the player uh, makes up their wages. And that's only going to work for a season or whatever. So and that's where we, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a load of thinking that's got to go into it. It's not as simple as saying sell him. So you know, are these the stuff on Twitter? Sell him, sell him, and then sell him. It's yeah. easy. Somebody's well, got to buy them. Clear, Somebody's got to buy them. Clear, and this is the legacy. Yeah. This is the legacy. Clearly, it's not of Mr. Mark Ashton, who seems to be doing a wonderful job for Ipswich, who are still without a win in the league, right? But all those no, players no. that people, all those players that people are saying sell, which is Naki Wells, Naj. Taylor Moore, uh, one or two others, they're all bought by our friend, our erstwhile friend, Mr. Ashton. Okay, I've got to read you this. I've got Hang a very on good a minute. Friend. Hang on. Before you, before you go any further, 
I'm yeah. not letting Steve Lansdowne out of jail scot-free, and I'm not letting Lee Johnson out of jail scot-free. No, no, because Lee Johnson they're all culpable. Agreed. Yeah. No, yeah. it's not culpable. Lee Johnson had final say on all incoming players. So if he didn't want somebody, he didn't have them. So all this old blame Ashton, that's yeah. pants. And don't forget, Steve Lansdowne signs off all major expenditure. So it's down to him as well. Now, I don't want Mark Ashton back. Didn't like him when he was here. But let's just be a little bit... Let's just just be a little bit... Little not bit focused. We, we should be spread, no. You're right. We should be spreading it. We should be spreading it around a bit. But you're absolutely COVID, right. COVID, yeah. Covid's also affected income, like you said. I of mean, that's, course, but it's that's affected created every, a, every that's created a stagnant market. The only, yeah, the only teams have got money are the, the, the teams in the Premier League. The, 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 the relegated teams are probably the only uh, any teams that have got have got the money to spend. Exactly. Correct. No, you're absolutely that's right. It. I've got to read you this. This was from a Brentford uh, friend of mine who I've known 25 years and obviously he's the same age as me, so he didn't see them 74 years ago. Uh, I had the joy along with, uh, well, certainly you and me and and you, Mark, as well, seeing City 76 to 80 when we reached the top. And this is, he sent me this last night. He said, hi, Dave, watching your game, I have to say two ordinary championship teams that will be closer to the bottom than top of the league. You need a quick winger, a centre forward, and an attacking midfielder. Swansea, time-wasting as usual, but this season, with a poor, poorer side, so maybe more understandable. You could try and get Force on loan from us. He'd do better for you than Martin. And then he said, after the game, he said, Dave, just listen to Pearson. Sorry, mate, he's deluded. You never look like winning the game. And then I said, started well until the goal. And he said... Look lethargic, to be honest, Martin. To be honest, mate, Martin too old and slow. Vyman looks good, but so many ordinary players. Sad to say, don't see you anywhere near playoffs this year. And Pearson sitting in the stand. Sorry, mate, he's a dinosaur. Les, this business sitting in the stand. Now Pearson said, managers go on. This is what he said at the pensioners. He said, "Managers go on the touchline, <laughs> and not a senior red. Sorry, managers go on the touchline, and it's part of the theatre. Because you remember how we used to say in years gone by, Danny Wilson used to kneel, lean against the old dugout and not look interested. I mean, and two teeth are two gum, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, uh, Les, of the manager?" being sat in the director's box and watching from afar, you know, I mean, it's his way of doing it. Has he done it before? What, what, what do you think of it as a concept? Uh, I think, well, he's done it throughout his career, hasn't he? And I've got no issue with it as long as um, if we are starting to get overrun, he comes down, which I believe he does, and gets on the touchline. So he's kind of doing both. You, you do get a much better view of the pitch. You get a much greater insight into what's going on when you're higher up, uh, in uh, in the stand, so I've got no issue with it at all. Can I just go back to what you were saying about yeah, players on. and them not leaving? Adam Nadge, right? He's at a contract in the summer, I believe, twenty twenty two. Is that yes, correct? Yes, he is. He is. Let's say we got no interest. There's no interest in them at the moment. The chance of a deal getting done in the window, this window is slim. Basically, pretty much let's gone. Say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's say there's no, there's very little interest. Can we can we pay him off? Well, can yeah, we let him go on? Well, can we let him, if you look at it, if you look at it, is the money there? Can we afford it? No, no, not, why, not why even we, pay him off. If why? we let, no, sorry, let me say this. If we it's let, hypothetical. Yeah, no, if we let Naj, if you look at it from pure cash terms, right? If we let Naj go on a free, somebody 
may t- if we're hanging on for half a million for Naj, you ain't going to get it. But if we let Naj go on a free, right, it's a paper loss if he's valued at anything in the books, but it's money that is not going out the door in wages. To pay him off, if he's on 10 grand a week and he's got 40 weeks left on his contract, that's 400 grand, right? Yeah. But if you let him go now, right, you've in the books, you've got a paper loss, and I don't know how that affects FFP. I'm sure Dave would know all that. But if you let him go now, you save 400 grand in wages or you allow 400 grand in wages to be spent on somebody else. Yeah, so he's going to do all that for nothing, is he? Who? He don't want anything. He's just going to nash. He's just going to walk away and say, "That's it. Forget the four hundred grand. I'll go no, somewhere but, else." But if somebody, and no, but he could get another club, hundred grand no, for the same Another period. club, no, another club, another club could think. Mm-hmm. Well, if we if we pay for Naj, he's going to want. We got to give the football club a fee, and Naj will want a signing on fee, and he'll want a wage. But if we take one of those things out of the equation, which is our fee, so yeah, maybe they still have to pay him half a million signing on fee or whatever, right? Or they double his wages and don't give him a signing on fee. He isn't a cost to us. It's a paper loss of probably 600,000 to call it a, a three quarters of a year's contract. Yeah. Paper loss of about 600,000, but in pure cash, it saves money. Oh, sorry. It's, it's, it's not a drain no. on the bank account. If he wants well, away, though, can, can, is there a scenario where he, he could agree a severance, a, a severance package? But he's not. This is just hypothetical. This is just hypothetical. Of course, isn't it? We're not of talking. course he can, and we've done we've done that before with players. You know, you say, well, you've got a year left on your contract. We'll we'll pay you after that if you go now, and we'll give well, you. Well, that now, probably happened with Chris Brunt last pension. season. Chris Brunt probably no, said, Chris, "Look, I'm not." Chris, he, he, I think he took the initiative there, though, didn't he? And said, Chris, "There's no point Chris in me playing Brunt, for you." Chris Brunt didn't have a didn't we paid him up to the day he left. That was it. He didn't go off out with any money or whatever, and that's been documented. Yeah. So but if so if I'm Adam Nash and you say, right, uh you can go and sign for Verona in Italy, because apparently that's where he wants to go. So you say, right, you can go and sign for Verona, they're gonna pay you half what you're on here. And, and what do we do? Do we give him the extra half up front just so he goes and then what money have we got left? To pay the bloke yeah, that comes no, in, because if you pay forget, off, we want right. we want somebody we want somebody better than him. Yeah, well, we? we've got that problem. I mean, Look, right, we've you got, might get somebody you're... who who costs less. Yeah, you might. Yeah. You might. But Ian, you you've got we've got we haven't only got that problem with Naj. We've got that problem with Palmer, Wells, and Taylor Moore, who's probably on the lowest weight. So we've got four players there that mm-hmm. they ain't going out the door. If any um, one of those so, four goes, I'd be surprised. Yeah. You, you pay them. It's no good saying pay them off because that all you're doing there is is paying what they're going to get over a year, two years. Yeah. No, I'm not saying you, pay you, them off. That I'm up, not saying I'm. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying pay them off. Right. You could do a deal with them, and you could say, "Look, we'll cancel your contract. We'll give you half." Right, and that's better than yeah, but nothing. That's, that's and then, then they have to go out. Re- they have to go out and get a better deal. And if nobody's coming for D- them now, Dave, hmm. they're gonna. It's COVID. We've had COVID, right? No yeah. one's got any money, and you're asking a young man who's got a contract to walk away from it. Uh, yeah. I know what I'd tell you if you asked me to do that, and it wouldn't be yeah. polite. No, I mean, look, 
if somebody wants Taylor Moore, and let's say you said, right, you can go on a free, he's still going to want decent wages. And okay, Taylor Moore goes and you've got his wages to spend on somebody else. And you're going to get another player like Taylor Moore. Yeah. Aren't you? Unless you're lucky. And, and Unless you get you're somebody yeah. from a Rotherham or, a, yeah. you know, a Gillingham or something like that. And, and those players, uh, you know, you, you get a, a, a diamond. Uh, and that can happen. Yeah, uh, and to be honest, to money. be honest, to be honest, we would sooner see. I think we we're in agreement on this. We would sooner see Sam Pearson given a tryout as a right wing back than going out and gambling or getting a second rate, half rate player from Rotherham. Because as the manager has said, he doesn't want to bring in players that aren't better than what we've got. And that was the bloody problem with Lee Johnson and his clubs in the bag, because how many players did he get? And as you say, and he signed all the players, he signed all the transfers off. Yeah. So he is culpable in this Mm -hmm. with the help of Mr. Lansdowne and the advice of Mr. Ashton. But, you know, he's, you know, we, we want to either give youth the chance or not go gambling on more second raters. You know, and why well, Simpson got a contract? God only knows. For the next, well, the plan for the next two years is to stay in this division. That's it. Anything yeah. else good that happens will be a happy accident. What we can't yeah. afford to do is get relegated. Yeah. Right. Because no, that think, would be. Yeah. You're talking about your TV money going down from the thick end of nine million to one million. Yeah. Right. So if you I, think you, that's a thump, thumping great loss, and I'm sorry, is. I'm sorry to go on about it, but. All he's asked Pearson to do is where they got this three-year plan for. Basically, we've got two years of standing still, not doing much. And then by year three, Steve Lansdowne feels we will have recovered enough financially, borrowing yeah. borrowing a massive sale for something. You know, if AC Milan come in for Callas tomorrow and give us 25 million quid, then all the rules change. But that ain't going to happen. No, I don't think no, 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 no. So, yeah. so that is what he wants. And yeah. uh, and Nigel Pearson has said, right, it, provided we don't get relegated or we don't look like we're getting relegated, you've got a job for the next three years. The next two will be building something that you think in year three we can have a right go. And and that's that's what the strategy is. Now, and I think he's bought into that, yeah. And I'll, I'll be honest, Ian, I think – I and. Les, Mark, if you agree with this, I think there was sufficient there in last night's performance that, you know, we 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 are better placed to stay up than we looked towards the tail end of last season. You know, there has been an improvement. Les, uh, would you yeah, agree with that? Yeah, that's, that's low that's low part. No, we've said that. Honest. I mean, do, do you think, did, have you seen enough to think that, you know, our, our predicted position now, I think, is probably 14th to 18th, something like that. Les, would you agree with that, roughly? Yes or no? 14th to 18th as a position? Are you still there, Les? We scared him off. He's gone. Yeah, I think he dropped yeah, out. Gone. Mark, I'll ask you the question. I'll ask you the question. 14th to 18th? Yeah, if we play with that intensity, we know we're going to make mistakes. We're bringing young players through, but if we play with that mentality, and we, you know, we're as fierce as we we can be, and we start putting a ball in the net, then I I think we'll I think we'll stay off. I haven't, I haven't got any worries yeah. unless we have another calamitous set of injuries. But with uh, with Mister Rennie, hopefully we turn the corner with that, and uh, we'll keep the majority of the best yeah. players fit. Yeah. 
All right. Okay. Just to wrap up, guys, and we don't, I think we covered what we think about Cardiff uh, next week. It's early days. There's only four seasons gone. Um, I'll ask four you, games. Ian. Four, four, four games gone. Uh, I'll ask you. <laughs> it feels you, like four seasons, Dave. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes, it does. 2017 18 does seem a long time ago. Right. Top six for me, four games gone. Right. And I just want you to challenge any of these selections, but based on money, early season form and what have you, my top six, West Brom, in no particular order, West Brom, Fulham, Stoke, Bournemouth, Birmingham and QPR. Yeah. Mark, any, anybody, any of those you want to substitute? I know it's early days, but I'll, I'll write this down, keep it on a piece of paper. That's my top six. Any, any of those that you would say I've got wrong? Or you would challenge? Um, yeah, I mean, I'd expect Fulham and West Brom to go straight back up, and I think they're mm. showing um, that they're, you know, they 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 mean they mean business to beating teams quite easily now. After they both, you know, they they I think West Brom West Brom threw it away against uh, uh, against Barn against uh, Blackburn today, but after their early their first game draw, Fulham have been beating the teams quite easily. Stoke has surprised me, but they I think but West Brom recruit, won today. West well. Brom did win. West Brom did win. I thought they drew with they, no, they drew one. with no it's two oh, one at Blackburn yeah oh, I thought they drew two two sorry no, they, they, no, they won did they no. apologies yeah. well they yeah I think I think they, yeah they, they they'll go straight back up I thought Barnsley uh, might be competitive again for you know but I mean it's 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 very early days it is it is I'm playing I'm playing safe with that I'm playing safe with that Thompson. even with Sheffield United I mean I remember um, years ago I remember uh, Sunderland. They had Niall Quinn as manager and lost their first four games, and then they brought in uh, Roy Keane, and they won. They ended up winning the championship in the end. The yeah. same thing happened with Palace when they lost their first four games. They got yeah. in the playoffs quite quite easily. Things can change very they easily can. in the championship. Yeah. Okay, Les has sent me a little text to say he's had to go. It's probably tea time, and it is that for me as well. <laughs> Ian, Ian um, <laughs> top six in no particular order: West Brom, Fulham, Stoke, Bournemouth, Birmingham, QPR. Anybody that you would take out, or yeah, anybody of those that you would take out I, and substitute I, with who? Well, I, I quite fancied uh, five out of the six. Birmingham would are the ones that have surprised me uh, mm. because they've still got financial issues. I'll call it. Um, somebody might say, "Well, aren't we all?" But I think it, it there's it's subject Fulham and West Brom definitely because of the parachute money. Yeah. Um, and I think it's subject to three things, injuries, departures, and additions. Yeah. So if we were able to go out and buy two or three really good players, it could totally change our team and totally change our season. I don't think we will. Um, so, but I think some of the other clubs, Sheffield United, for example, who've got off to a stinking start, They've got money from the Ramsdale cell um, and they've got an experienced manager and they might bring in three or four people next week that completely change their season. So, you know, that that's the injuries, de- like as you can see from us last season, injuries, departures and additions. Yeah. And, and I think when you look at those things, we'll have a better idea after after 10 games. I'd like to, you know, take take a look at it in blocks of 10. So you've got 10 games. Uh, you've, sorry, you've got six league games time. 
Then you've yeah. got uh, Christmas, really, and you've got the other transfer window opening. February, got, yeah. And and then you, you've got your, your other uh, bits and pieces. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's... I'm it's, not going to be far away. Going I'm not going to be far away. You look away, at the likes of Bournemouth, no. they just added Gary Cahill at centre-back, but they've lost Dan Juma. He went to Villarreal, didn't he, a couple of days million ago? Quid. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Guys, well, somebody, somebody just made a point and said Cardiff won't be far away. I think, you know, I, I, I think you're right. They've got an experienced manager who's been there, seen it and done it. And, yeah. uh, you know, that, I think they're in a better place in terms of the squad than or their first team than we are at the moment. Yeah. No, that's true. So he we did got a great Cardiff. job. At, he did a great job at Ipswich on 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 a shoestring. On a shoestring, yeah. Honest. And he's experienced. He's an old. He's an old yeah. head. We got so it's Cardiff away, and you know where are we now? Four points from four games. Is that right? Yeah. So Cardiff yeah. away, five points from four game. Five points from five games. If we get a draw, seven points from five games. If we get a win, four from five. You just don't know way. You don't know which way it's going to go. More likely to be four from five. But then I think Mark, correct me or Ian, if you know, we've then got two home games against Preston and Luton. Correct? Yeah, Preston. Preston, who, who you know they've really struggled. Preston they've on the eleventh, the and then Luton yeah. on a midweek game, then away at QPR. So as I say, no easy games in the championship, guys. We'll do this same time next uh, Saturday. Because uh, it's a lunchtime kickoff, yeah. So we'll uh, assess the Cardiff game. Uh, enjoy the uh, rest of your uh, weekends. Yeah, it's been uh, a bit wet uh, today, but um, you know, there was I, I I actually enjoyed it last night for uh, for part of the game, and it and it gave me a little bit of hope. And hopefully, we've been um, not negative, but as we always seem to do on here and I think people respect us we call it as it is guys thanks a lot enjoy the rest of your evening all right all the yeah, best thanks very much yeah. take care both of you best, and uh, yeah all the best all the Speak uh, soon. best for, for next Saturday take care hopefully cheers boys bye bye-bye now. bye bye-bye bye-bye it's the 90th minute all your mates around you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go your mates already got booked for double dipping and you still the last nugget snatching all three points perfect Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and time supply. See mcdonalds.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.